this is Easter season and uh, I cannot deny that I am what I am because of the grace of God and that grace was expressed on this season and uh, in reverence to God and in obedience I felt tugged in my spirit that uh, we should uh, consecrate this week uh, for for the Lord and just uh, allow that which he has done to be part and parcel of uh, our week. So uh, this week we'll not be doing live questions. Uh, we'll be talking and we'll be doing a Bible exposition on the subject of wisdom. Treat this as a conference. So the entire week I'll be teaching on wisdom. And then on Saturday we are going to have our prayer meeting to conclude uh, this sermon uh, series of wisdom. And uh, secondly, the material that we share today will not be uh, available. It will be brought down uh, tomorrow uh, in the course of the day. So uh, this is a sermon series on the subject of wisdom. Uh, normally we have our live questions, so we'll not be fielding questions today. Uh, we will continue next week to field the questions because this is an Easter season. And uh, I don't know why, maybe it's because of the events of life. Uh, I could not put together that we are in Easter, but I felt tugged in my heart this morning that I should, uh, uh, I should, uh, I should uh, give uh, priority uh, to what God has put uh, as important in His calendar, and that is the death and the resurrection of His Christ, of His Son. And so I want to start there. So we are going to be learning, and uh, as you can tell, uh, it is a lot of work and it's a lot of teaching. And so one of the things I'll be doing, I'll just take about 40 minutes to teach because it's a series, it's a seminar after 40 minutes. Uh, I'll be leaving you to go take some time to pray. And uh, as you take some time to pray, I'll be trusting God that uh, we'll be able to meet uh, the next day and just build on the study on the subject of wisdom. So tell your friends, tell your uh, anybody that uh, they are hungry for the wisdom of God and they're hungry for wisdom to make it a priority to tune in. I told you yesterday that God used manna to feed them in the wilderness and to sustain them in the wilderness. And that manna today is the wisdom of God. And so God will give us wisdom. And if God can give you wisdom, uh, you can survive any season and you can shorten your stay in any season of life, whether it's a season of loss or a season of grief uh, or a season of uh, lack. You can shorten your stay in any season by the power of wisdom because God, the Bible says, for everything there is a way of escape. So you don't have to stay the prolonged uh, you don't need to go through the entire complete cycle. Uh, God has prepared a way of escape. So I'll be talking about the wisdom of God. I'll be teaching about the wisdom of God. And after that, after 40 minutes, you're going to be done and God is going to bless you. So being our Easter season, being our Easter season, turn with me to your Bibles. And uh, we are going to start. Turn with me to your Bible and you're going to start. We're going to start. The Bible says, this is 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 1, verse number 26. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse number 26. 
Uh, welcome to church. My name is Pastor Welio Dendo. I'm the lead pastor of Life Pool Chapel. And uh, I'm teaching on the subject of wisdom. And uh, throughout the week, I'll be teaching on the subject of wisdom on Saturday. We are going to have a prayer service that will be asking God that he may fill us uh, with wisdom. And I know it's going to be powerful as we also pray for the two other forces that hinder uh, the use of our minds and the functions of our minds. And uh, we are trusting God that we are going to have a supernatural time in the presence of the Lord. So First Corinthians chapter 1 and verse number 26 starts by reading. Let's start at 24. Let's start at 24. Sorry, we start at 24. It says, but to those who are called, to those who are called, both the Jews and the Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. It moves on to say, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. Verse 26 reads, For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the wise, the weak things of the world to put to shame those who which are mighty. Verse 28 says, And the best things of the world, the things which are despised, God has chosen them, and the things which are not, to bring to nothing the things that are. Verse 29, That no flesh should glory in his presence. And capture with me verse number 30. It says, But of him you are in Christ Jesus who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption that it is written, he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. Now, it is important that as we start to know that in this Easter season, that the death of Christ and when Christ died, uh, he qualified us in two particular capacities. We have received the power of God because the death of Christ made us the sons of God. But as sons of God, we are able to achieve the purposes of God by the wisdom of God. So it is our sonship that gives us power but it is his wisdom that gives us purpose. I move on to say that what has made religion to stagnate in, uh, in our lives and our faith to stagnate, it is that we have a belief in the power of God, but we have not been taught that what Christ became in us was not just power, but also wisdom. And that is to tell you that wisdom is always accompanied by power. 
there cannot be there cannot be wisdom without power but there can be power without wisdom many of us relate with god as a point of power meaning we expect god to intervene in our lives supernaturally and the supernatural way of god intervening is either for god to the and that's why our prayers now, nowadays have become uh by fire and by force by fire and by force because we believe that if god will come down in power our enemies will not be able to prosper and to progress but i come to bring you a part of the package that you walk with and that package says that there are things that god will do for you through the wisdom that is operating in your life that without wisdom the power of god remains unactivated without wisdom the power of god remains undirected without wisdom the power of god remains unproductive and it takes wisdom to turn power into a product in this house uh when i when we have the lights on we don't eat the light we don't sleep on the light but the light gives us direction or it energizes whatever we do so that we can be able to do the work of god and eat and sleep and utilize the space in the house and so during the day when the sun is bright we don't need this power we need wisdom at night when the sun goes off and the sun goes down we don't need we need power but we still need wisdom that is to tell you that we need wisdom during the day to switch off the lights and we need wisdom at night to put on the lights and so whichever space and sphere of your life wisdom becomes a principal thing and that is why Christ knew that for you to operate in his wisdom you must be a son and that's why as many as received him he gave them power to be called sons of god but these sons of god they have the power of a son but they don't have the mind of the father and that mind the lack of the mind makes the children of god operate and walk with power but they have no results in their life because they lack the wisdom of god operating in their lives and so today as we journey with you i want to help you build your wisdom so that your sonship may be evident creation is mourning for the manifestation of the sons of god and i told you yesterday that wisdom is the manifestation of the so where there is no wisdom there can be no manifestation and so as your sonship who you are in god for it to be seen evidently on earth there needs to be wisdom and i'll add to say this without going any further any son of god that is not operating in the wisdom of god will either be environmental or emotional and whenever a child of god refuses to connect with the wisdom of god he will either be environmentally triggered and environmentally dependent and environmentally led or he'll either be emotionally triggered or emotionally led 
So without wisdom, you become a slave of your emotional state or your environmental condition. And that is why those who are born in poverty, chances are they will not die in poverty because God made them poor, but because they have been born in an environment that had no uh, access to make them understand the power of wisdom, so they become a prisoner of their environment. Those who have not been well cultured and well trained and well matured, they become a slave of their emotion and they always feel like that their emotion justifies their actions. And when you become a direct uh, ambassador and a direct reflection of your environmental and your emotional state, it is a sign that you are immature and it is also a sign that you cannot handle your kingdom inheritance. Because the Bible says wisdom comes with an inheritance. So there are things you cannot operationalize because your environment, your wisdom does not help you to be able to be a master of your environment. And so a son of God, and that's where, where we see Jesus operating as a son of God throughout scripture. We see him operating above emotion and above environment. And everywhere he went, the Bible says he had results. Where the emotion said crucify, where the emotion said stone, and where the momentum and the rhythm said do this, he was able to look through and see through and be able to emerge with a kingdom way. And that is why I have to teach this subject of wisdom as God has been putting in my heart that the most important thing I can teach you in this season is not the life questions. He said, put that on hold and teach my children the value of wisdom because the wisdom of God has been underrated and the power of God has been glorified. But you have got to know that Christ has become in us the wisdom of God. And without wisdom, you can never be able to separate knowledge. Without wisdom, you can never be able to utilize knowledge. Without wisdom, you can never be able to turn the knowledge that you have, not against you, but for you to operate above that knowledge. Because our God will always call us to challenge our experience. And it takes the wisdom of God. It takes the wisdom of God. Christ has become in us the wisdom of God. And so I want to urge you as we start this week that if you take the principles I will share with you and bring them into day-to-day -day practice, you will begin to see that there is power in being a son of God. You will begin to see there is power in being a woman and a daughter of God because this wisdom will be able to locate you wherever you are and will be able to create for you wherever you are and will be able to give you direction wherever you are because wherever wisdom is, the Bible says wisdom, I wisdom, I wisdom, wherever I am, there are great riches and great resources and discretion. It takes the wisdom of God to be able to bring that into your life. So this just goes to show you, 1 Corinthians 
that Christ has become. And the Bible says that even the foolishness of God, the Bible says if God has a foolishness in him, he says that foolishness of God, that part, if God has any foolishness in him, that foolishness of God is still wiser than the wiseness of men. So meaning everything that comprises God is wise. That in his most foolish state, he's still the wisest of all. And so if you have him in your life, it should be that even in your most foolish place, there is wisdom in your expression. And that is why I challenge you as we start this week to prioritize this class because they're not going to be as lengthy as the others because this is Bible, uh, this is Bible exposition and Bible study. And whenever we study the Bible, the priority is the centrality and the inner working of Christ and the inner working of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And so I move on to say that when we talk about the wisdom of God, when we talk about the wisdom of God, it takes the wisdom of God, it takes the wisdom of God to make your mind of quick understanding. It is important as, as a son and a daughter of God to know that we are living in an information age. And in an information age, it is not the informed that get ahead. It is those who are creating the information that are getting ahead. So you can be in the information age, but as I told you yesterday, when you're operating in knowledge, you are operating in outdated wisdom. Because the wisdom of God is above the wisdom of men. That by the time men can understand it, God has already done a new thing. And God has already initiated a new thing. And so it is not when we say we are living in the information age, many of us have libraries bigger than mine because they feel that if I read more or if I get more information, and yes, we will talk about the body of information much later. But what God wants to make you to be is that as a child of God, you who is operating in the wisdom of God, you are not in an operating at the realm of seeking the information that is necessary, but you are operating in the age of, in the frequency of creating the information that is necessary. And that is what wisdom is. Wisdom is what creates information or bodies of understanding that are necessary for human existence and human success. So without wisdom, you are not going to be creating bodies of understanding. And without creating bodies of understanding, we live in a world that without understanding, you cannot be able to survive and thrive. And so if I read a book, and I don't understand it, then that simply means whatever I have read, I cannot use. So understanding is what makes knowledge personalized and what makes knowledge utilized. And so it takes wisdom to be able to create bodies of understanding. Like when Newton came up with the laws of gravity and he broke gravity into three laws. 
Those are bodies of understanding that are necessary for human success and progress. When Barnolis came up with the principle uh, of, uh, is it water and pressure? Pressure. When he came up with the principle of pressure and surfaces, that is a body of understanding. And that body of understanding has enabled people to be able to advance their paths of success. When Pascal came up with bodies of understanding about quantities, so without wisdom, you don't originate bodies of understanding. So what happens when you don't have bodies of understanding? You operate in clustered information. And so what happens is that now you have to look for information in one thing and another thing and another thing to build your body of understanding. And by the time you are getting this information, together, it is already outdated or overtaken by value because you have to know this, that knowledge has a shelf life. Knowledge has a, has a shelf life. Wisdom is the principal thing. Now, knowledge has a shelf life. That is to say that in every season of your life, there is some knowledge that you need. And when that knowledge becomes comes late in your life and you understand it. Like right now, if you if you start for your KCPE exam 10 years ago and now you can do your KCPE paper, now you have understood probably the KCPE exam is easier now as a grown-up than it was when you're supposed to be doing it. But by the time the knowledge has become understood to you, it is already outdated to you because you are now at an age where that information does not translate into manifestation in your life. And so with Without wisdom, you operate without bodies of understanding that are critical, that are critical for human survival and human thriving. And that is why wisdom becomes a principal thing, because it helps to create your bodies of understanding. And that is why when somebody is operating in wisdom, he is able to become diverse. He is able to become, he is able to become a, a resource for, for people because now he has access and accelerated uh, speed in accessing and deducting bodies of understanding. And when we are talking about the, the, the when we are talking about wisdom, we talked about analytical wisdom. And and some and wisdom brings those analytical skills and, and it brings those uh practical uh practical uh, skills because it brings those bodies of understanding. When you're operating in wisdom, you're operating in theoretical, analytical and practical and, and suddenly when somebody is living in your life you are living in exactness you are living in exactness in the times and the seasons that God has placed you so we see that the wisdom of God God says not many wise not many noble not many mighty not many mighty and how does God bring to shame the wise because God has chosen his wisdom, his wisdom. That is to say that without wisdom, there will be shame. He's chosen the foolish thing so that he may bring the wise to shame. So the first sin, remember, the first sin, you have to know this, before fear existed, shame existed. So where there is shame when man is fragmented and separated, when his soul lacks the wisdom of God, it suffers shame. When we say a person is mad, it means that he has no shame. And so where there is no wisdom, you whatever you will be qualifying as great, 
will be things that are normally seen as not great in the eyes of God. So uh, Isaiah chapter number 11, Isaiah chapter number 11, Isaiah chapter number 11, Isaiah chapter number 11, travel with me there quickly, Isaiah chapter number 11, in Isaiah chapter 11 says, The Spirit of the Lord, there shall come forth a branch of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow, and the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom, the Spirit of wisdom. And the Bible says, the Spirit of understanding, and of counsel, and of sound mind, and the Spirit of knowledge, and of the fear of the Lord. His delight is in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes, nor decide by the hearing of his ears, but with righteousness he shall judge the poor, and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and the breath of his lips he shall slay the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt of his loins, and faithfulness the belt of his waist. The wolf shall dwell with the lamb, the leopard shall lie down with the goat, the calf and the young man, the cow and the goat and all blah 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 blah. We move on quickly because I want to bring you to to to, to a very very uh, important reading. It says verse 9, they shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain for all the earth will be filled, shall be full of the knowledge of God. And in that day, there shall be in the house, in the root of Jesse, who shall stand as a banner among the people, for the Gentiles shall seek him, and his resting place shall be glorious. Are you hearing me? It shall come in that day that the Lord shall set his hand again the second time to recover and to do all these things because where there is this wisdom, the Bible says, where there is this wisdom, they shall not hurt. They shall not hurt. They shall not hurt nor destroy in my holy mountain. For the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the water covers the sea. And in that day, the root of Jesse, who shall stand as a banner to the people, for the Gentiles shall seek him and his resting place shall be glorious. So it is important to actually see that wisdom can create a body of knowledge that makes two normally incompatible people to be together. Wisdom, the spirit of wisdom, can make a, a, a leopard and a lamb to sit together. It takes the spirit of wisdom to make two diametrically opposed ideas to coexist together. Because without wisdom, naturally, they are at war. But it takes wisdom to bring together bodies and identities that are diverse and diametrically opposed to coexist in a manner that they themselves say they shall not destroy. And so when you look at your life and you see the destruction uh, in your life and you see the damage in your life, uh, the Bible says, if you look at uh, verse 8, it says, The nursing child shall play by the cobra's hole, and the wind child shall play in the hands of a viper's den. That is how wisdom is so potent that it will neutralize you, that even in the presence of dangers, in the pre a child playing in the mouth of a cobra's hole, and, and, and a wind child, a small child playing by the hand of a viper, that is to tell you that new wisdom has the capacity to neutralize any dangerous, any destructive, any hazardous 
thing that has been running on in your life because it creates a body of knowledge that inoculizes you or, or, or sets you apart from being uh, fragmented in the presence of the things that have fragmented your father, your mother, your brother, your sisters, the spirit of wisdom just resting upon you. It brings a body of understanding. You're listening to me today because chances are you probably see your business is not working, your marriage is not working. It looks like you're moving from fight to peace to fight to fight and constantly you're at war because this spirit of wisdom has not rested in your life. So there is nothing glorious in your life. But when the wisdom of God comes into your life, it brings the gloriousness of your life. Some of you, it is not that you are not good people, but 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 the way you go about your life, it does it is not in a path and in a pattern that has wisdom. It is not that you are not a very good businessman or it is not that you are not a very good woman or it is not that you are not a very good man, but every time you are like a viper and a child. So every time you come together, there is danger and there is hurt and there is damage because we don't even know how to relate with one another as just two genders on the earth because we come together as sexual beings, as soulish beings, but we don't come together as wise beings so that the, the opposite can come and coexist and create glory. You can thrive in the midst of competition. Hear me and hear me well. Competition is not a sign, competition is not a sign of impossibility. Competition is just an indication that with a better body of knowledge and understanding, you can be able also to have a share in what is happening. It takes wisdom to bring that gloriousness, to bring that gloriousness in your life. And so I want to talk about, I want to just put some two more things and, and I'll be closing in a few minutes from now. I hope you are, you are getting what, you are getting the value. The substratum of what I'm telling you is that without wisdom, without wisdom, your life will lack glory. Your life will lack glory. And so you will be a very, very driven person. And this is the sign between a driven person and a called person. When you know you are called for business, you don't need to maneuver behind anybody. You don't need to struggle behind anybody. You don't need to skim behind anybody. You operate in a wisdom that makes you as you succeed. You don't succeed at the cost of your soul, at the cost the Bible says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper and be in good health, even as your souls prosper. And what makes your souls prosper is wisdom. But many of us are prospering at the expense of our souls, at the expense of our health, at the expense of our relationships. So as we pursue our goal, we are exposing everything else to harm, but we lack the wisdom of knowing that success was never meant to be a threat to your life and to your and to your future because you lack the wisdom the wisdom of Christ that is settled in you so you have power but you don't have wisdom oh hallelujah 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 mm. hallelujah When we read the book of uh, Acts chapter 6, 
When we read the book of Acts chapter 6, uh, we see a man, they pointed a man called Stephen. And uh, the Bible says, and, and, and maybe tomorrow I'll talk about the three wisdoms of God because it will be part, it will be a deeper Bible study, but this is just foundational. The Bible says, and there were these people and they were fighting over serving of food. And they said, choose men amongst you. Uh, verse 3, therefore, brethren, Acts chapter 6, verse 3. He says, therefore, brethren, choose men of, amongst you of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, whom we may appoint over the business. That is to say that anywhere there is resources, anywhere there is resources, because the next verse says, but we will give ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And they saying, please, the whole multitude. And they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit and prophets. And, and, and when you read verse number seven, the Bible says, then the word of God spread. That is to say, whenever there is a wise man sitting on something, it says, choose men amongst you who are full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom and wisdom. So wisdom became a factor that they would be set over busyness, over resources. And so when your resources are not increasing and you are not being set over, it is wisdom that sets you over. It is wisdom that separates you from others. The quality and the expression, let me tell you, and, and maybe this may sound controversial, the deposit of the Holy Spirit is the same in all of us, but the expression and the manifestation of the Holy Spirit is different in all of us, and the distinction is the wisdom. The deposit of the Holy Spirit is the same, but the expression and the manifestation of the Holy Spirit is what gives distinction to the people. And this manifestation and expression is the wisdom a person applies. So you may receive the Holy Spirit, and if you lack the wisdom of the Holy Spirit and the wisdom of God, then you will receive the Holy Spirit, but your life will not be set above, because here on earth, God operates through wisdom. In heaven, God operates in power. But on earth, God operates through wisdom. And that wisdom is what sets men above. Without wisdom, you may be significantly anointed. But if you don't have wisdom, it will mean that you will not be able to be highly lifted. Because it takes the wisdom of God. And I'll show you. The Bible says, choose men. And they chose. And one of them was Stephen. A man full of faith and the Holy Spirit. When we get to verse number 8, Acts chapter 6, verse 8, we are about to close. We are about to close. Yeah, we are about to close. In, uh, in about 10 minutes, we'll be done. Acts chapter 6, verse 8 says, And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and signs amongst the people, which is a dimension of the Holy Spirit. That's a dimension of the Holy Spirit. And Stephen, full of faith and power, 
did great wonders and signs amongst the people. That's a dimension of the Holy Spirit. Then there arose some from what is called the synagogue of the freedom, the Cyrenians, the Alexandrians, and those from Cilicia and Asia disputing with Stephen. Now you have to know this, you have to know this, that the signs and the wonders that were done amongst people, they were fantastic, they were great, they were powerful, but they did not stop opposition and frustration. They did not stop people from rising above and against him. And so as a child of God, just because business is okay, the children are okay, your money is okay, everything is okay, don't think everything is okay. Because there may come some sudden things that will arise that do not require wonders. Ah, these Alexandrians, these are people who are operating in bodies of understanding. These are thought shapers. These are thought shapers. These are thought shapers and culture determinants. The Alexandrians, that's a way of thinking. They're called Alexandrians because there's a man called Alexander who had created a thought pattern. The, 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 uh, and those of Cilicia, the Cyrenians. And if you're not careful, you may find yourself that you have prepared yourself, and this is the danger of praying people like myself, is that when we pray, we should pray knowing that God is going to do it. But after we have prayed, we must know that God will use us to achieve it. So whatever God wants to do, he will use us to achieve it. And so this is the problem here, is that we believe that every problem in our lives require a wonder and a sign. When we operate like that, we are not able to succeed in schools of thoughts that people have hardened. Like when you see people doing business with a particular company, that company has codified uh, some core values, some systems, some behaviors that now represents how they go to the market. So we don't compete as products, we compete as behaviors. It is the company with the greatest behavior pattern that is able to persuade the market to buy. And so what happens is that inside all of us, after our felt needs have been met, our true needs remain unmet. And so miracles and wonders, they can meet our felt need, our felt need, because faith is for now. And now is the environment. What is in the environment? I feel hungry. I need rent. You need faith for now, for the environment, for the moment. And, and, and in that moment in time, when you need faith, you need it. And, and so when that faith comes and you overcome that thing, then you discover after you have overcome the environment or the pain in the environment, now you find that now you have got to compete. 
like every other person for territory in that environment. And because we have not built our school and body of thought, because without wisdom, our mind is unarmed. Because wisdom is what fortifies the mind. Uh, it is wisdom. that it, it is what that puts ammunition in your mind. So without wisdom, now you go out into the world with a lot of faith and a lot of declaration, but there is no certain pattern and thought form that you have developed for the thing that you want to do. And so we always ask ourselves, we are already okay where we are. Why? Why should we choose you? And so we see here that when Stephen started experiencing dispute, he activated another component in the Holy Spirit. So it may take power to get you out, but it will take wisdom to get you in. It may take power to get you out, but it will take wisdom to get you in. And the Bible says, Acts chapter 6 verse number 10. And maybe tomorrow we will cut deeper on this wisdom that Stephen used. The Bible says in Acts 6 verse 10, And they were not able to resist the wisdom. My God. They were not able to resist the wisdom. Wisdom is the irresistible component in your life. Anything that you are doing that people are ignoring, just know it is not a market competition. It is the wisdom that they are using that they have rendered you blind. They can't see you. Because of wisdom, Acts chapter 6, they were not able to resist. They were not able to resist the wisdom, the wisdom, the wisdom, the wisdom and the spirit by which he spoke. I have to stop here, people. I have to stop here because tomorrow we are going to continue on how you are going to develop your wisdom. And they were not able to resist. So a man who is operating in wisdom cannot be resisted. When wisdom is in your life, when wisdom is in your idea, when wisdom is in your gift, when wisdom is in your talent, when wisdom is in your ministry, when wisdom enters your life, it removes the barriers of resistance that you have experienced. And every barrier of resistance you have been experiencing in your life and in your business, I challenge you, I challenge you, invoke and desire this wisdom and you will come back to thank me because the wisdom of God will ensure that they cannot resist the wisdom. The wisdom. We have to pray. We have to close tomorrow. We are here together. Same time, same place. Same time, same place. As sons of God, it qualifies us for the power of God. But as sons of God, we have to have the wisdom of God. It is the wisdom of God that is the armor for the Christian. It is the wisdom of God that is the armor for the Christian. I want to pray tonight as you go to sleep, as you ponder on what I'm going to be sharing. Tomorrow I'll slice a little bit deeper and journey with us in the wisdom of God and help you see how this wisdom can be used to materialize. 
Because if you can't materialize, you can't monetize. And many of us, our financial problems, our relational problems, our mental problems are because our minds are operating by how the environment has conditioned them. Our minds are operating by how the current state of emotion you are feeling. And so when you are angry, you act angry. When you are happy, you act happy. But there is a way of escape. There is a wisdom that is superior to the environment and to the emotion. Hear me. God made us with emotions. We made ourselves emotional creatures. So we were not made for emotions. Emotions were made for us, but we have ended up making ourselves emotional creatures. God made us for the environment, made the environment for us, but we have ended up letting ourselves be creatures of the environment. But this week, as we discuss the wisdom of God, I foresee a new you. I foresee a new future. I foresee a fresh infilling. I foresee a, a, a removal of resistance. Some of you, it's not that you're not doing well, but there is just a wisdom. You have not been working in your life. And that wisdom has made that your life has no glory. Because remember, the foolishness of God is still is still better than the wisdom of men. I want to pray and I want to challenge us as we prepare to pray that we want to give our offering, prepare your offering uh, 200 uh, 302. This week is going to be an entire Bible study. So prepare your offering 200 302. Uh, go to your pay bill, give your offering 200 302. As you give your offering tonight, I want to pray that this week as we travel in the world of wisdom, you will not relapse to who you are. You will not relapse to what you are. You will not sink to what you are. You will rise in the spheres of men. We will set you above and we will see things spread. We will set you above and your business will move. We will set you above and your family will heal. We will set you above and emotionally you will not be a nervous wreck, an emotional wreck. We will set this wisdom, this principle thing will bring order in your life and set you above only and not beneath. So let us give our offerings as we close the service tonight. I do hope and pray that as you are doing so, on Saturday we are going to be praying. Uh, I've been feeling that action of the Holy Spirit and I pray that uh, that action of the Holy Spirit that is as we march through Saturday, we are going to be praying and you're going to be experiencing this manifestation and I will show you line upon line, how to manifest the wisdom of God. Probably I'll teach that tomorrow, how to manifest the wisdom of God, or, or I'll teach it on Wednesday in the course of the week. But by Saturday, you must be able to manifest it, and you are going to see it uh, operating in your life. So we are going to be journeying with the Holy Spirit and allowing the Holy Spirit to just expound to us this wisdom, this wisdom, this wisdom, this wisdom that Christ is in us. What exactly did he come to do? Our pay bill number is 200302. Kindly get your offering and give and give to the Lord and give with a cheerful heart because the wisdom of God dictates. It looks foolish when you're giving now. It looks foolish. But if you're operating in wisdom, you know this that looks foolish is wiser than the wisdom of men. Father, I bless your people tonight. I decree over them that let your wisdom be their fountain. Let their wisdom be their shelter. Let your wisdom be their spring. That Lord in this time, by the power of wisdom, they will confound their enemies.
by the power of wisdom, they will be glorious in every endeavor. Lord, by the power of wisdom, they will materialize their purpose. I bless them as the Holy Spirit visits them, as they have given their offerings and given their tithes. It may look foolish in these times, but we do it knowing it is the wisdom of God. I bless the giving of your people. I bless the giving of your people. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen. God bless you. I'll see you tomorrow, same time. And this week, remember, we are all doing church and we are discussing the wisdom of God. God bless you.